The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. Good day, America. Welcome Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people, all the boat rockers in the house, and anybody else I may have missed, to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio, where we use the Bible and the Constitution, not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S.-occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns about. I hold to the book, the Bible. As the authoritative word of God, glad that you guys have joined us this morning. If you'd like to check us out online, please do so. SonsofLibertyRadio.com and also SonsofLibertyMedia.com. In fact, if you're listening by way of the radio and you want to watch the video portion of the radio show, that's right, you can see the face that's made for radio. Head over to SonsofLibertyMedia.com and there you're going to see two videos at the top of the page. The one on the left side is Bradley's show from yesterday. So uh, <clears throat> be sure and check that out if you missed it. Uh, that'll be up until 3 o'clock Eastern, at which time he'll be live in that area right there. On the right side of the page is where we're at. Click on the play button, blow it up on whatever device you got. Look for the Rumble icon. Click on that. That's in the bottom right-hand corner. Click on that, and you can join us in the chat. Lots of friends over there in the morning, so good morning to you guys. And uh, while you're there, please subscribe to the channel, Sons of Liberty Radio Live on Rumble. Sons of Liberty Radio Live is the channel. Please subscribe. And then also we're on BeforeIt'sNews.com, top of the page over there. And we appreciate Michael Roach and his team giving us a spot on their platform also. At SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, right up under where we're streaming live is where you can sign up for our email newsletter. That goes out once a day, late afternoon, early evening. All the articles that we have for the day at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, including the morning show archive. So anything we talk about here, links and such, all of that will be in the archive. You'll get not only the video portion, you'll get the podcast as well. So if you want that, instead of watching, you don't like seeing the face made for radio, that's fine. You can listen to it. Voice made for television, right? I, I, how would, I don't know how that would work. Anyway, with that said, uh, just to let you know a couple of things <clears throat> in our store. Uh, Bradley's new t-shirt is out, Soldier of the Cross. Same artwork is on the book, 20 bucks. Um, really, this one is done really well. Uh, doesn't Didn't fade on me. Watched it a couple of times. It's got a thick print. It's not one of those beach shop iron-ons, okay? It's something different. I don't know how they do it. But it retains its color pretty good. 20 bucks, 25 if you're double X or larger. And that goes along with his new book called Soldier of the Cross. That's $10 in our store. As well as his other new book, All the Prophets Were Pointing to the Front. That's also $10 in our store. You can get there by way of the menu at sonsoflibertymedia.com. There's a store button there. Or you can go directly there by The Sons of Liberty. Don't forget to put the in front of it. TheSonsOfLiberty.Squarespace.com. And uh, you can pick up either of the books or both of them or grab a shirt, too, um, while you're at it. Uh, before I bring our guest on, one last thing. Up until the 19th, there's a special running. You guys know about the Healing for the Ages conference. I made mention. Me and my son went. It was great, terrific information. Uh, great. You don't just get the guy, the doctors who spoke there, the four doctors who spoke, uh, of which we've had three of them on so far. And we're going to be trying to schedule Dr. Group on here soon. But um the information was really great, uh, pretty sound, solid information, and uh, now it's offered to you virtually. You can get this, maybe download it, put it on a DVD, or store it you know, as a favorite or something on your internet stuff for your library. It's that, it, I think it's that important. And you can get it now for $50 off when you go to qrco.de, that's QR code, that's what that is, crco.de forward slash 
B-E, that's a small B and a small E, capital P, zero, capital A, capital zero. Now, if you miss, if you're watching this and you're seeing what's showing up, it looks like the letter O, but it's not. It's a zero. If you don't, if you put O in there, it ain't going to work. So do that. Don't forget the promo code Tim and you can save $50 off of that. Okay. Now we are, I wasn't fibbing. We were, we're, we are live right now, but we're, um, pre-recording this because when you guys hear this, I will be in Florida. We're going to be covering the LifeWave conference. Many of you have heard me make mention of LifeWave. Uh, you can go over there and check it out at wavelengthpatch.com, wavelengthpatch.com to see what they're all about. We're going to cover some things down there, hopefully get an interview with uh, the CEO, David Schmidt. And uh, at least I'm hoping so. I'm trying to get one. Uh, and uh, we're going to see if, if we can bring him on the show as well. But I wanted to make sure that we have this playing for you today, Friday, because it'll be the second anniversary of Grace Shara's death. And uh, we've had her dad on. And, you know, who can't fall in love with Scott Shara? And I mean that as as man to man. Me and my daughters are talking about it. I said men are supposed to love men, not in in a homosexual kind of way, but we're to love one another. Women are supposed to do that. Who can't love Scott? Anybody I've talked to who's met Scott, they just love Scott. And I think it's because he's got the spirit of God in him that comes out. It's very evident that it comes out. And he's not one to sit and complain. He is a doer of the word. He's not just a hearer only deceiving himself. He's a doer. In fact, let me welcome him here uh, for the, I don't umpteen time or whatever. Scott, it's good to see you again, man. Well, it's great to see you too. And I, I certainly, I never get tired of your introduction. So when you say, you know, we're, it's this, this show is for the straight and narrow. I mean, I'm trying to get on the straight and narrow. I'm in this process of realizing how much I've been programmed. It, it is tough stuff. And then the, the face made for radio. I mean, I resemble that remark. So, you know, you, you and I are two peas in a pod. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. I just, it has been, it has been quite a gift to get to know you um, at a, at a deeper level. And I appreciate it very much, Tim. Well, the same, the same is, is the feeling is mutual. It really is. But here's the thing, you know, this is going to air on a very somber day for your family. And I tell you, I, I almost lose it because again, I, you know, I have a grace too in my home. Uh, one of my daughters is named grace. And every time I think of you and I think of your daughter, I get, I'm, I'm moved, but I'm angry. Oh, I'm I, with a righteous indignation because of how she was targeted. And nobody can tell me different. They can throw me in jail and say, oh, you're saying things you aren't. They can say that all they want. But from everything that we've seen that you've dug up, there is no doubt in my mind that they targeted her uh, in that hospital. And uh, we don't, you know, we want to honor the Lord. It's not about honoring grace. We want to use whatever happened with grace to further the advancement of the kingdom of God and the glory of God. And that's what I've seen you doing. That's why I say everybody I've talked to that happened to know you, they said, yep, he sets an example. And this isn't to puff you up because I know this isn't you. you you've already explained that about yourself before, but it is the work of God in you. There's no question in my mind that it is because a man can't do the things you're doing the way you're doing them with the attitude and bearing the fruits that you're bearing apart from the living God working in him? Well, that is, of course, 100% true. I mean, I I didn't realize, you know, you, you go through your life, and I mean, as I realize our life now, uh, you know, we were chasing the American dream, although, you know, maybe not, you know, at the same pace that most people are, but still, nonetheless, we were, we were participating in the Antichrist system, which which preys EY on the American dream. And, you know, all that time God was preparing me. I mean, I've been a business owner my my entire adult life other than the first few years out of college. And, you know, that training, you know, we thought our, our uh, role on this earth was to take care of our daughter Grace and then prepare for our death so that she'd be taken care of once we died, well, unbelievably, you know, she's gone. So then what was all that preparation for? And my best friend asked me to reread the book of Esther 
when we decided to jump into this um, fight, and I did. And you know, Esther four fourteen. You know, that's when uh, Mordecai says to Esther, "Esther, how do you know you haven't been made for a time such as this?" Amen. You know, now, when I see everything that you know, God gave me a researcher's heart. He gave me the ability to organize things in logical presentations so that people would connect the dots. Um, he gave me a fire in my belly. I mean, everything. I mean, he gave it all to me. And, you know, if you don't use it, you know, the parable of the talents comes into play, Tim, as you know. I mean, if you don't use what God gave you, it's a sin. And furthermore, it's a sin once you know what the truth is, if you don't announce it from the rooftops, you're also guilty. Because what if you, you're you being afraid to come out? Um, you know, it, we, we all have that responsibility to be a watchman on the wall once we know what the truth is. And so, I mean, you have to do this. It just is. Uh, I'm not talking about have tos relative to salvation because there are no have tos to salvation. But I'm just talking about it's it's just what it's it it's just what we're supposed to do. I mean, I don't. It's just so. I don't look at it as anything special at all. It just is. I mean, it's obvious. It's like the blinding flash of the obvious. We gotta get. We gotta talk about this. This is important. Yeah, absolutely, it is. And you were talking about uh, you know being indoctrinated or being programmed. And just so people know, in case they don't know, uh, Scott's got his own Rumble channel up, and it's actually called Deprogramming with Grace's Dad. So, uh, and, and please be sure to go over there and uh, and subscribe to his channel, Deprogramming with Grace's Dad. And, uh, you know, Scott, one of the things is, is I think people who follow your videos there are kind of like the people who follow me in the mornings, uh, that I'm on sort of a journey, too, and learning some things, unlearning things. And some people see that. I mean, I admit, you know, when I've been holding something that, oh, that that's not right. I need to I need to correct myself on that or I learned something. And they're doing that with you because you're unlearning a lot of stuff and you're putting things back into place. And all of that as a result of these people targeting your daughter, all of that over the past two years, you've had massive amounts of repentance um, and you've you've expressed that. And I think that is encouraging to people to not only hear somebody say what you're saying, but to see them do it. This was one of the things about my kids. You know, <clears throat> how can we teach kids about repentance, about the forgiveness of God and stuff if they never see mom and dad repent? Um, how, how can we teach them that? How can we do that with other people? So I think that's a good thing that you're doing and that God has put you there for that for that time and for this place of helping people to repent of trusting in man and their sorceries and all of the other stuff that they're that they're engaged in. Oh, that's uh, that's very well said, Tim. I mean, it's it's interesting how we tend to put biblical principles in a silo, and that's not good because there's you know there's multiple principles. So the repentance, what I had to repent from originally in Grace's story is fear. So my daughter Grace died because my fear, the propaganda led to my fear. And, you know, ultimately when fear takes over, critical thinking leaves. And that fear resulted in grace in the hospital, uh, trusting in, in man, you know, the medical system. And, you know, that's what I had to repent from uh, originally. I mean, now I see, you know, it's a lot bigger issue. I mean, I really felt trapped to the antichrist system. And, you know, that does not, that by itself doesn't mean that the hospital, the doctors, nurses did no wrong. Those are independent things. They also did wrong because they murdered my daughter and they will ultimately help be held to account in God's economy. And what, you know, I want to be, what I want to talk about today is, is what has happened. You know, since I realized Grace was murdered, I went on quite a, a journey you know, so the first you realize, okay, did she get murdered because she had Down syndrome? And then I uh, proved that beyond a shadow of a doubt, which I really had to prove it to me. 
you know, I, I'm my worst critic. So I proved it in first, you know, the first thing I saw, oh my, you know, they, they referenced in the 22 doctors reports that Grace had Down syndrome 36 different times. And then I shared a document, I believe last time I was on with you or the time before the smoking gun relative to the doctor's training of people with Down syndrome. I mean, they want them gone. Uh, we just rescued a 56-year-old Down syndrome man from the same hospital Grace was murdered at just two weeks ago. The family saw our billboards. Uh, the, his sister called me and said, can you help me? And I, so I first had to get her to see what I was was showing her because she said, I, we got to get him to a different hospital. And I, so I explained, no, it has nothing to do with the hospital. It has to do with they're all in on this. And so I explained the agenda. I sent her via email while I was on the phone, the smoking gun document with how um, Down syndrome people are taken out by doctors. I could hear her jaw drop when she read the document. And so then all of a sudden, I mean, the dots are connected. And she realized, I said, your best bet. So he was diagnosed with pneumonia. They're trying to convince the family, well, he's already lived his life. He's not a productive member of society. We want to transfer him to hospice care. And that's when she called me. I said, absolutely do not transfer him to hospice care. Um, And I said, your best your best bet here is to get him out, get the antibiotic for his pneumonia and get him out. Um, And so that's what they ended up doing. But I said, in the interim, while you're working through this, because the mom was 84 years old, she had power of attorney and she just wanted to play nice. I said, this isn't the time to play nice. Uh, Somebody needs to be with him. You know, don't ever let a doctor or nurse alone with him. Make sure every single thing is approved by the family. Lay the law down that you want him to live. And so then they stopped it and and getting you know ended up getting him out, and his life was saved because, uh, you know, because Grace died. You know, so now I'm awake to that, and you know, you realize, okay, so now I was in the kind of the path to get to some of the slides I want to share today. So, you know, you realize, okay, Grace was taken out because she had Down syndrome. She was murdered because she has Down syndrome. So that's you know, genocide. All right. Well then, okay. Is it bigger than that? And you might remember Tim, uh, I worked with Vera Sherov. I mean, she's become, become a friend. She's a Holocaust survivor. So then you realize, okay, we're in a, the world war two Holocaust is child's play compared to the worldwide Holocaust we're in today. Um, you know, but somebody made the analogy with the, um, the Hamas war with Israel that, you know, for the first day, I think a thousand Israelis were killed, you know, and everybody's up in arms in that. Well, what about all the innocent citizens that the Israeli government killed by promoting the bioweapon that they come on immorally called the vaccine? You know, so, you know, this is a worldwide Holocaust that we're in. All right. So now what does that lead to? Well, you know, we we then filed a lawsuit, and you know, as I start learning about the nefarious actions of our state legislators um, to put virtual walls around doctors. So, if you think about Tim, if a person has a wall around around them, a suit of armor provided by the government, where essentially they can do anything and can't be sued, or there's a limitation to the liability, what type of person does that attract? You know, if there's no accountability. What what is you know so they're gonna uh, attract the lowest level type person because you know an accountable person is an accountable person they don't need the law to protect them right well Scott so, that is the same thing they've done with police officers too they've had they've had that that protection around them I forget what they call it right now it's slipping my mind qualitative something qualitative immunity I think was what I, I think that's what it was but they've done that with the police officers too so what kind of people do you think that's going to end up attracting? And we've seen a lot of it, thanks to the internet. We've seen a lot of it. That's happening again with with the doctors too. You're exactly right. One thing, let me throw this in, and I want you to go ahead and jump to your slides. You were talking about helping get that guy out who's 56 years old. Praise God for that. I don't know if you're familiar with the people, but I met them down in Texas. Priscilla was her name with Graith Care. I don't know if you've heard of them. I have. Okay. I've I've interviewed Priscilla on my podcast. Awesome. Yeah, she's great. I'm going to see if we can bring her on the show because of what they do. They go in to do things like what you were trying to help there, but that's what they, that's all they do is they go in to try to be a patient's advocate so people don't get caught in those kind of situations. But you've got some slides and some things you want to show us and give us an update on what's going on. So go ahead. So where all of this has led, so, you know, Tim, I probably have, um, 
in the neighborhood of 2,500 hours of research in now. And where all of this is led is the idea, and not the idea, I mean the proof that medical murder is the number one cause of death in the United States, and it is by design. It is actually intentional. And so, you know, I came to grips with that, and I had, uh, last time we were on, I went through the slide with um, the four columns where, you know, we went from uh, chickens to medical murder in 120 years. You might remember that. But ultimately, that slide led to this whole series. I put together a series called Medical Murder is the Number One Cause of Death by Design. It's There's a link on Grace's main website, ouramazinggrace.net on the left-hand side. So then what that does is it's got all the research. And I, we just recorded right before you and I came on, we recorded. Yep, there you go. On the left-hand side, you see it in yellow. All right. So then all the research is posted there. And what do I mean by all the research? Well, I am put together a seven-part series. So who, uh, what, uh, where, why, when, which is what we recorded today, how will we be recorded next week, and then the finale number seven is now what? Assuming that you believe what I've been presenting, that medical murder is the number one cause of death in the United States by design, what are you going to do about it? And so that's the finale. So that's the seven-part series. I'm going to show some slides uh, from the first five parts right now so people get a flavor of it. And the reason for the first five is because the other two are not produced yet. Those are coming. All right. So I'm going to do, uh, we'll go to share screen, Tim. And for those of you who don't okay. believe in God, um, now is your chance to witness a miracle because if a 60-year-old man can share screen, they're going to witness <laughs> a miracle. All right. So, And we'll, we'll try to narrate for people who are on the radio as well who can't see this, just so that you get an idea of what's being presented to the video audience as well. Okay, let's see if I got this. Okay, they're who they're all. There you go. All right. Let's see if it happens. So who they're all in on it? Okay, so this is the first one. Uh, so what I've done in this presentation is show who are all the parties that are in on this. So, you know, it's pretty obvious the medical industrial complex, you know, the federal government, the state government, um, big business is involved in it. That, you know, it should be no surprise, but what got me really into that particular one is we put a life insurance policy on one of our key men in the business. And I had to sign that as the owner of the business. So I looked at the, the, you know, the application. So, you know, on the a life insurance application, they rate you based on certain things like, you know, do you smoke? Do you drink? Do you jump out of airplanes? So I expected they were going to have a question of, did you take the jab? And you're going to see why I say that here in a minute. And they didn't. So, I mean, you can tell, okay, what's going on? That means the federal government is propping up the life insurance companies because to hide this, this narrative, because the life insurance companies would go bankrupt because the all-cause mortality increase for those people who took the jab is 24%. And 70% of the population took the jab. So the life insurance companies would go bankrupt. They they operate on you know a flux fluxation of deaths that's less than one percent. So when you have a twenty four percent increase in all cause mortality and they don't ask the question, that's you know that's insanity. All right, so let's go through a couple slides here. I want to just share um, two for sure. So did the United Health Group come up, Tim, on your screen? Yes. Okay. So United Health Group is the largest player in the medical industrial complex in the United States. They're the 11th largest company worldwide. So they're huge. When COVID first was introduced, so when the, you know, before before I knew it was a PSYOP for sure, before most people knew it was a PSYOP, they lied to us. No surprise, because it's a PSYOP. That was by design. And what they said is we have to incentivize hospitals. Why? Because we've got a pandemic. These hospitals are going to be full with COVID patients. They're not going to make as much money because they don't have all their surgeries that were scheduled. Those people aren't going to have surgeries because the, the hospitals are full. So we're going to incentivize the hospitals. Of course, we learn now that the incentives were actually to kill people. It wasn't to um, keep the hospitals on level ground. So what happened with, you'd expect them, if, that, if they were telling us the truth, that the value of the company, the hospital system wouldn't go up. Well, look at this, this slide. You see that the price of United Health Group was $215 before COVID and $521 a share the day after 
COVID was announced to be over. And so they gained in the 39-month COVID era $300 billion in value. So then you drill that down to the street level. What does it look like? And this is the next slide. Follow the money. So we have, this is, is Blue Cross Blue Shield incentivize their family practitioners to give their patient populations the bioweapon. All right. So the what's interesting about this timing, this is in the fourth quarter of 2020. So hang, hang on. Let me ask a question about that. You said Blue Cross Blue Shield actually incentivized the people that were paying for their service. To take the shot? Nope. They incentivize the doctors. The doctors. Okay. Yep. Who accept Blue Cross Blue Shield patients. So they incentivize the doctors that accept those patients that if they could convince 75% of their patients to get the jab in the fourth quarter of 2021, they would receive a 296 thousand dollar bonus their salaries are between 225 and 250 wait a minute each doctor got that two hundred ninety six thousand dollars, or was each that doctor, a total no each doctor what this is and, and this, this is, is for getting in one quarter right this is not like over the period of the convids this is like three months correct this is a big deal wow and this is just one were there other companies besides blue cross and blue shield doing this I would presume so, because, I mean, I don't think Blue Cross and Blue Shield was just going to give this money out of the goodness of their heart. You can see see that they must have been incentivized by the federal government. That is crazy. You know, pure logic would tell you all the insurance companies. Yeah, there's no way they're giving $300,000 to doctors, to individual doctors to do that for three months. There's just no way that they're going to take their money and do that. What's interesting about the timing of this, I mean, last two weeks ago, we learned that the um, government, the CDC, everybody knew that this jab was going to cause heart conditions in May of 2021. The Brooke Jackson False Claims Act lawsuit was filed in January of 2021, proving that you know this was never a vaccine. In fact, no vaccine was ever a vaccine, by the way, folks. None of them ever been tested. It's all a lie. But COVID just put it on steroids, of course. Anyway, the um, so now, you know, the, you know, not only is this, this fact nefarious, but the timing, you know, we have the information is already out that this thing is a lie. It causes heart, heart attacks. And uh, here they're incentivizing their, their doctors. An interesting sidebar here, you know, Tim, God orchestrates, you know, there are no coincidences, right? Amen. Yeah. About uh, five weeks ago, Cindy and I and the and the and the grandkids and and Jess and our our uh, son-in-law Adam, we went to a a um, event. It was a a demolition derby event. Grace liked those things, so we do a lot of things that are cool in honor of Grace. Anyway, we went to this thing, and by um, God's providence, Grace's original pediatrician was sitting behind us in the bleachers. So we chatted with him. And, you know, we have billboards up in our area. He had seen the billboards. He didn't realize that it was our grace. He didn't know grace died. And, you know, it's surprising because, you know, you think if you're in the medical profession, you see a billboard calling out a hospital, wouldn't you at least look it up on the website to see what's going on? But he didn't, he's seen them multiple times, didn't do anything with it. So he said, well, when did grace die? And so we said, you know, October of 2021. And he said, well, wasn't there some antiviral uh, like Remdesa something available then? And oh, my I, goodness. I know. And I said to him, I said, how awake are you relative to what went down with COVID? And he said, well, I get my information from three of the nur- nurses at Appleton Medical Center. I thought, oh my gosh, that's the blind leading the blind. Wow. They, you know, so this is so I bring that story up because you know, these doctors, if you just think about you're a doctor, you're programmed to believe vaccines save us, right? This does not let them off the hook, by the way. Sure. They're programmed to believe vaccines save us. And so now you get this memo from Blue Cross Blue Shield, you think, oh my gosh, I can double my income in the last quarter. Of course I'm gonna push this thing because I already believe in it, right? There's, you know, the critical thinking completely checks out when we're programmed. All right, I'm going to go to, I'm going to um, get rid of this, this one. I'm going to go to the next one, which is, okay. So now we have these players. Oh, it says, 
I got to I guess I got to do this over. Again, witnessing a miracle taking place. All right. So now what do all these people believe in and what they believe in is is a culture of death. And this culture of death is is the, the term that fits this Tim. I'm going to that slide is eugenics. So eugenics is um the thought process of survival of the fittest it's been around way before Jesus came uh you know the thought process is easy for people to understand you know we have productive members of society and we have non-productive members of society so in man's economy of pluses and minuses and and the money system and all that well we can't have these non-contributing members of society because they're not producing right you know, they're not looking at God's economy at all. So eugenics is somewhat of an easy sell. Well, what people don't realize is that, and what I went in on this, because it sets up the next the next uh, um, piece of the series, is that the United States is in the current uh, uh, era, so that, you know, starting about 1900, we're, we're the ones who started eugenics in the current time period. And then Hitler adopts our our perspective he really refines it and so you know we we renounce hitler of course publicly and but then what's the truth well the truth is operation paperclip so we take 1600 of these german scientists we'll call them scientists that have really perfected eugenics or took it to another level and we sneak them back to the united states so that we can really get this whole eugenics philosophy going and that's what we're seeing right now you know, we, it's eugenics on steroids. You know, the entire system is programmed to believe in eugenics. And, you know, it's under this idea of the banality of evil, which you and I have talked about before. So banality means common. Evil becomes so common. So putting elderly in nursing homes and then nursing homes kill them prematurely. Okay, well, that just is kind of acceptable. We don't take care of mom and dad anymore. Um, the whole business of collectivism with people who... Uh, are non-contributing members of society like Grace, and then we we found that. Which Scott, I can I can I add something to that right there? What you just said, because I think that's very important. I don't want to just gloss over that. But you talked if about I, not taking. If I care say of, no, are you going to add it anyway? The, yeah, I'm going to add it anyway. Because okay. all right, so then why did you add? Well, I, I just wanted to interject <laughs> there. The the Scott is going to be the host of the show next time. By the way, too. We're, we're, yeah, we're, we've already talked about that. We're going to let him do that. Now, th this thing of you kind of glossed over that about not taking care of mom and dad. That is a big deal. And why is it a big deal? Because of the pharmaceutical industries, a lot of of the older moms and dads are sick in a way that they weren't sick in the past, which right. makes it very difficult for a lot of people to take care of mom and dad because they need 24-7 assistance. And if you've got if you've got everybody having to work, you know, and I I don't believe you have to work two jobs as as a married couple to survive because me and my wife haven't done that and we don't make a whole lot of money either. But if you've got people doing that, Scott, and then you've you've made their parent they're not they're not dying of old age. And just they're That's getting right. frail and stuff. They're they're being poisoned, and that poison is affecting them twenty four seven. And it's hard for people to. I I get the whole concept, but you know, again, still there's the issue of man. We we ought to love them enough to where we're at least for the as much as we can taking care of them ourselves. Uh, that's what the Bible says. Is talk. You know, he talks about God. Obviously, talks about the widows and the children. But taking care of mom and dad, honoring mother and father, that's that's a that's way right. you honor them. So I didn't want to gloss over that. I know you you weren't meaning that you're giving other things, but I, I thought that's a prime time to bring up the pharmaceuticals are what's making mom and dad so sick that they're needing this constant somebody watching over them, you know, uh, hopefully to help them. But I know some of these homes, they treat them worse than somebody treats some of their animals. Statistically, people in nursing homes, same age comparison, died at the rate with with COVID ten times more than somebody. I'm not sure. At the nursing yeah, home. I'm sure. Uh, yeah, I found that in the research. That's why I say this is all by design. So I mean, so they poison mom and dad. They get dementia because of the poisoning, and so then they end up in the nursing home. I mean, it just this whole thing has been orchestrated, and it, you know, it's six thousand years in the making, Tim. It's a whole orchestrated plan. And, you know, so then they codified it all into law. We talked about Obamacare before. This is Section 1553 up on the screen. 
which legalized euthanasia, mercy killing, and assisted suicide. Um, I mentioned the Down syndrome document before. Remember, all this stuff is on Grace's website. You don't have to take screenshots here. But the reason I'm showing you some a couple of things is I, I want to encourage people to educate yourself. And I've put all this research together in one place so you can see it all. This is the smoking gun relative to killing Down syndrome people. I'm going to um, stop share on this one. I'm going to go to the fourth one quick. I want to make sure that we cover everything, Tim. So let me screen share again. I'll go to, let's see. Sorry for the pause, but That's all okay. right. So then we get to, so now we went through who, so they're all in on it. What are they in on? The eugenics philosophy. And, you know, that's been many years in the making. Okay, well, where is this all happening? Well, it's, it's worldwide, but who is the instigator? And, you know, in this in this particular one, I'm calling out the United States as being Mystery Babylon. And, and what's the reason? Well, it's the reason is, is if you look at Revelation 18.23, it says that for your merchants were the most important people of the earth because of their sorcery, they deceived all nations. You look at the Greek word for sorcery or the Greek word is pharmakia. So we we deceived the world by our pharmakia. The United States led the entire charge. We started COVID and then we lead the charge. 70% of the world's population has gotten the jab, uh, but it, it gets substantially worse. You start looking at the numbers so in you look at just between 2020 to 2021 big pharma uh, had 524 billion in revenue in 20 in 21 550 billion the the reference didn't have the source going forward but you, you you get a taste for money the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil they get a taste for this money you think they're going to stop then you look at the United States population is only 4.2% of the world's population, but we consume 44% of the pharmaceuticals. We had almost 5 billion prescriptions written for citizens of the United States in 2022. And I say citizens of the United States on purpose right there, Tim, because that is part of the problem. And in part six, when I, I'm going to talk about how they pulled this off, which is the ultimate lie. And... Um, and that is the American dream. And we have uh, submitted ourselves to becoming citizens of a bankrupt country. But anyway, that's I'm not going to cover that today. So we want, you know, as a as a culture, we want anything but God. We want to we're indoctrinated that vaccines save us and vaccines have become an idol. And it, what I have here, Tim, on this slide is, you know, on September 15th, we had the next push for the next, you know, I don't know, the umpteenth booster. Uh, this was on Fox News. And then they had ability for people to comment online. And this person's comment says, I got my sixth shot yesterday. My doctor told me my heart problems are not from the shot. That's just crazy. I mean, you can't make the stuff up, right? All right. I'm going to stop share here. You know, I got to ask a question. For a doctor just to come out and say that, no study, no looking at it, no nothing. It's not from the shot. That seems to me like uh, that's he's just asking to get himself sued over that for at the least malpractice or bad advice. Uh, at the worst, if he's incentivized, if it can be shown he's getting two hundred ninety six thousand dollars here to uh, to push the shot, then I don't see how you can get away from he's conspiring with the conspirators to off you. And you need to get a outstanding, new outstanding question that actually leads into the fifth, um, uh, which you just got done recording. So I'm just going to go off the top of my head and comment about your question, because in in, in a, a godly economy, what you just asked is exactly right. I mean, you see conspiracy, you see, well, you know, how can he say that without the proof? And you got to remember, we're in the Antichrist system, and the legal system is in on it. The legal system is part of, of the yeah. Antichrist system. So that's how they can do it. They actually have to say that because if they say it was caused by the shot, they're going against the immunity from liability program that they're involved in to keep their paycheck going. So that's how they can say it. Yeah. They say it with confidence because that is you know, their license will get pulled if they don't follow the 
agenda. Um, you know, so not just their license, they'll lose their job. And then they have immunity from liability, which, you know, that is the, the whole antichrist system in a nutshell, right? We've got to follow the law. Um, we, he use, Satan uses fear and control in order to manipulate us, right? And it's just opposite of God. I'm going to cover that. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll pick that slide okay. out specifically when we get to, to that part. All right, so I'm going to screen share again. Okay. So this is part four of the series which I consider the most important. And by the way, you have this as a series on your Rumble channel too, right? Yes. Yep. It's on the Rumble channel. And so the first four parts are now posted. So the producer has to produce part five, and then that'll, that'll get posted on Rumble tomorrow or the next day. Uh, so all of this is on Rumble. It's also linked in Grace's website. And what's what's neat about Grace's website is they have all the PowerPoints there. And then, you know, the PowerPoints, I can't give all the research because they'd be, you know, 10-hour long PowerPoints. So what I did is I posted all the research and then I took highlights of the research and made a PowerPoint out of each one. And then I walked through it as, I call it a monocast. So it's just me talking with the camera going through these slides. So I'm just hitting a few of these so that people can get a taste for what they're going to see if they choose to get on and watch this. Okay. Right. And yeah, we'll put we'll put those those five parts up in the archive too. So people that you can go please go to Scott's uh, Rumble channel and subscribe, but we'll have them up in the archive as well. So what is so I I have learned to look at the world so opposite of God's world, but the the world that Satan is the prince of through the eyes of dialectics. So dialectics are meant to deceive us. And there's esoteric dialectics and exoteric dialectics. Esoterics means it's behind the scenes. We, we're not paying attention to it. Exoteric, which I'm going to cover with the fifth part of the series next, is what we see every day. So, you know, esoterically, that's what this part four is about. What is the agenda? What is going on? And you know, it all started in the garden. So we have God always offered one thing, the tree of life, which ultimately ends, you know, doesn't end. But I mean, the tree of life led to Jesus Christ. He is the only tree of life. He's the only way to reconcile with the Father. And that's what faith is about. What did Satan offer? Satan offered the tree of knowledge. And so, you know, he used a, uh, he was the original author of propaganda and his first line of propaganda was, did God really say? So did God really say if you eat from this fruit, you'll die? You surely, you're not going to die. And he offered you know, he, he, the tree of knowledge. If you do eat from this, you're going to know good and evil and be like God. Well, Satan is lying right there, of course, because Satan can never be good. So what Satan offered Eve was the temptation of knowing evil and less evil. And that set in motion the dial the ultimate esoteric dialectic which we see today. So the evil side of the uh, esoteric dialectic is the Antichrist system that Satan has had 6,000 years to perfect. And the less evil side is the false prophet system. It, you know, Satan has got two sides of the same coin. The angel of light side is the less evil side. So that looks good. And the false prophet system is being sold to us at the same time as the Antichrist system. So, you know, right now we see a lot of this going on, you know, in real time, you know, power back to the people. We need to have military tribunals, the gold standard. And, you know, that is the, the less evil side because it has nothing to do with God. And it's easily proven because the people promoting the less evil side, because it's, you know, it sounds good, but there's no acknowledgement of God in that promotion of the false prophet system. And there's no acknowledgement that we got here by rejecting God. So consequently, there's no repentance, which is the only way back to God. And God is clearly judging America. I mean, it, you, you can't, you know, there's people blind to it, of course. I mean, the days of Noah, people are walking around completely blind to it. But I'm not blind to it anymore. Praise God. That's right. That's um, right. So anyway, that's what this whole series is about is, that esoteric agenda. I just want to buzz through and see if there's one another. Oh, this is really a good slide to show you. So we saw the esoteric agenda codified in 1967. And you can see this is the plan to depopulate the United States already in 67. Look at the left-hand side. They encourage increased homosexuality, fertility control agents in the water supply, 
uh, chronic depression and the next, you know, so I realized Travis, my son, Travis, his anniversary of his suicide was October 9th, five years ago. Well, he was murdered too, because the whole psychiatry uh, industry is a subset of the medical industrial complex, and they're not there to help you. They're there to prescribe you an early death. And that's what happened in Travis's case. He was on some meds for antidepression, of course, and then they prescribed a med that counter um, reacted with one of the other ones, and and he started having suicide thoughts, and 30 days later, he's gone. Um, then this is this is really interesting. I did so this is a little bit of a rabbit trail, but I, the reason I went on it is I had remembered this population reduction agenda. I went to kindergarten in '68 and '69, and I remember vividly a weekly reader, and it said in the weekly reader, Tim, that it's irresponsible to have more than two children, and if your parents had an electric can opener, that's bad because it's using resources that we don't have. So you can see already they're manipulating a five-year-old's mind with population control and planet control. You know, God said, be fruitful and multiply. So was he lying or did we have enough resources for the whole population? Absolutely. So, yep. so I dug in. I couldn't find the exact weekly reader that had this in, but there's a lot of stuff with the weekly reader on microfish on the Internet. So I was I found a couple of things and put it together on this slide. And I just want to cover it because it, it's really it's really neat. So you can see this one, uh, October 9th, happens to be the anniversary of, of Travis's murder, uh, 1968. All right, so this is this is the year I went to kindergarten. This is the first grade uh, version. So they're saying here on highlighted in yellow, we are all aware of the importance of the parent during the first five years of a child's life. Of course, not after that, just during the first five years until you turn them over to the public school system, right? What's the role of the school? Uh, because now we've got to have, so you see, on, again, on the left side, the aware, this awareness has re reached such great proportions that the federal government has to allocate funds to support many school programs supplementing the parental role. I mean, of course, government to the rescue. So what's the role of the school? The school is the most logical place to acquaint the parent with these responsibilities. Whoa, I mean, in 69, look at what they're doing, because why are they doing this? They've already got us in this mindset that both people have to work. And here we go, right? You know, when, when I grew up, it was still 95% of moms were at home. Now 95% of moms work. Yeah. All right. So then, uh, how safe is our drinking water? I thought this was, was funny from the 70s. Uh, fighting water pollution in our nation's 240,000 water systems is not an easy task for the EPA officials. Well, of course it's not because they're they're busy putting fluoride in the water to poison us. So, I mean, how can we monitor, monitor the pollution if we've got to put in these chemicals to kill people? And then what can the U.S. do to help feed the world's hungry? Why is there so much hunger? There is so much hunger in the world. Experts say it's because growing populations are eating up food faster than the world's farmers can produce it. Of course, it's a lie, but that lie feeds the solution right underneath. It says other public officials have suggested Americans give up one hamburger a week. AOC must have read this as part of her um, elimination of cow program. Beef cattle eat huge amounts of grain. If the U.S. raised less beef, there'd be more grain available to ship abroad. All right. So what do you think of that stuff, Tim? Well, the obvious question that I have is why do you want to uh, uh, produce grain to ship it abroad? That's That's the obvious question I have is... I mean, you know, again, this kind of comes back to something, Scott, that, you know, I've made mention of on the show. If we got back to the old paths of the ways we used to do things, the majority of people would be growing their own food. Not everybody, because yes. that's not always been the way everybody didn't grow their own food. But the majority of people did do that. And I'll tell you what, that is, in my mind, that is one of the staples of freedom. If you cannot grow your own food, I don't know that you can really refer to yourself as free in that manner because you're always going to be dependent upon a grocery store or somebody else for that. And so that's why I encourage people grow your own food. This is why we push Heaven's Harvest and, you know, the free shipping on the little bucket of heirloom seeds. People start growing your food. Even if you're just growing it indoors, if you're, you know, in the city or whatever, I recommend getting out of the city. <laughs> Any of you who can do it. Get out of the city. If you can get a small plot of land, if you can get an RV or whatever you got to have to get out of the city, do that. And then uh, you start that journey of growing your own food. You'll be healthier for it. You'll save money. 
it'll be it'll be better for you and your family. So you said you said a mouthful there. I mean, <laughs> people don't realize we are on the edge. Eighty percent of people live in cities. Uh, we are dependent on food and power that is supplied to us. You know, the food has been poisoned. They can shut off the power at any time. What would the happen? The water too. It, you know, the power, the water, the food. I mean, it's they have they have they have put so I call it the control grid. So you know, I look at it as a corral. They've snapped three sides in place already. And, you know, so 80, you know, got 80% of people in the cities, but it isn't just the cities. That's not the point. The control, the control grid is about submitting to the Antichrist system. So three sides are already in place. They're, they're attempting at uh, rapid pace to snap the fourth side of the control grid into place right now. So, all right, so let's go to, uh, so that was part four. We, we touched on, okay, part five, we just got done recording today. So when did this all start well and you see the title what began in the garden is on steroids today and this is the business of of uh using exoteric dialectic so satan's favorite propaganda tool uh he gets us spun out in these dialectics so the real agenda can proceed unnoticed and the real agenda we just covered which is the esoteric agenda so you know just take a simple example tim you know, we, you know, statistically before phones really became the thing, 13 or a person who lived to 70 years old invested 13 years of his life watching television. Okay, so what is he watching? Well, we know that, you know, every four years there's a presidential election. And so there's about two years of programming. And, you know, we start thinking, okay, well, you know, Democrat, Republican, you can see it's all, it's all uh, dialectic. The now, just uh, I'll show you just a quick um, illustration of this. So, when we're in this dialectic of you know Satan's evil versus good, everything that he's selling us in this ends up in death because we're you know. So, if we spend time debating conservative, liberal, Democrat, Republican, what are we wasting our time for? Just the, you know, the fraudulent election thing is a great example. You know, so there's been fraudulent elections since, you know, probably since the beginning of time. All right. So then what's going on? They put these fraudulent elections out into the public to get us thinking, we got to fix these elections. Well, remember, we're on the red side here. None of that is in, in God's economy. Everything on the red side means that you have decided to believe in man versus God. All right, I'm going to buzz through a couple of couple of things here. You mentioned about the law before. All right, yeah, I'm going to go to this slide. Okay, so when I say I can't seem to get out of the game, so what is the game? It is this whole uh, beast system or systems that Satan has put in place. And, you know, it, it's very hard to get out of the game. You know, we can't do it on our own. Only God can get us out of the game. And we, we accept the free gift of salvation. It's day one of now we're out of the game. But then we can fall trapped back into the game. All right, so what does the game look like? So now we realize, for example, that COVID is a psyop. COVID accomplished everything it was meant to do exoterically, which is to get us spin out. We can't stop talking about COVID, right? So that gets us working on that while the whole esoteric agenda proceeds. But then it also, you know, because it, it allows the esoteric agenda to proceed, it accomplished its goal esoterically too. So then, all right, we come to grips with that. Okay, this was all by design. So then we, we jump into the next basket, which is the Antichrist legal system. And we talked about this before, the laws protect their own kind, but not you. There's walls around these doctors. Well, I'm going to drill down a couple right now because I've learned about it with Grace's lawsuit. Remember, Grace's lawsuit, the goal is to expose evil, okay? The odds of getting justice with Satan's antichrist system is zero percent. All right. If we do get justice, you know, it's going to be some financial award or whatever. That doesn't do anything. We're trying to expose evil. All right. Then we can use the antichrist system against them. All right. So what are examples? Well, if you look at the state constitution, it says that we that grace had a right to life. So then why do we need laws? Okay. And it says also that there shall be no law that goes against those 
rights. Okay, so then they put a law about informed consent. Do we need an informed consent law? Just wrap your head around it, Tim. If you and I are doctors, would we need to have an informed consent law to tell us what to do? Yeah, well, hang, on one, put- hang on one second here, Scott, okay? Because uh, yes. we're going to have to close out the show here. Hang on. Okay, uh, guys, we're going to have to cut off things short. Scott's going to stay with us for just a couple minutes to finish up his presentation. SonsOfLibertyMedia.com is where you can catch us. Catch Bradley at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central. Lord willing, I'm going to talk to you live here from Florida with Kate Shimarani in the morning, 8 a.m. See you then. Okay, want to welcome everybody coming over from the radio. Scott, you only got a couple of minutes here, I know, so go ahead and hit what you're going at, man. Yeah, so I'm still screen sharing, and this is the last slide I want to just talk about briefly. But the idea here is I'm giving you a taste of what this whole program is is about, which is a seven-part series, and I'm hoping people come and take a look at it and and share it with other people. That's important because this is the mission that we're on. But anyway, it, what what I was sharing is that so now we you person comes to grips that COVID is a psyop. So then, oh, we got to sue. Everybody wants to sue. Well. You know, remember the lawsuit is also part of the Antichrist system, and it's easily proven when you start digging into the the details like I have. So in Wisconsin, there's a statute that defines informed consent. Well, what would be the purpose of that? We don't need that. I mean, if Tim, if you and I were a doctor, this is what we talked about right before closing. We don't need a statute defining informed consent for us. We're going to treat the person like we would want to be treated. We want them to be involved with their health care and make an intelligent decision. So we're going to spend the time informing them so they can then think about it, pray about it, research, and then give their consent. Wouldn't that be what you do? Do you need a law? You well, then what's so. interesting about the law is then that there's no teeth to it. The teeth is under what's called a medical examining board. The medical examining board is the one who decides if the doctor violated informed consent or not. Well, that board is made up, and that board is, by the way, underneath the Department of Safety and Professional Services. Made up of his peers, aren't they? Correct. This is the licensing board that's supposed to protect us. Well, they protect the doctors. The 13 members of the medical examining board that determine if the doctor did right or wrong is 10 doctors and three lay people. So we filed a complaint and we had a uh, pharmacist file a, a complaint that was 100 pages long, a 100 page complaint. Of course, they denied everything. And why? Because they protect their own. So, I mean, this is how foolish it gets. So then you start, okay, well, I'm go- we're going to fix it. We'll get some laws, right? Let's use the legislative system to fix this. And we've had people approach us. Let's do Grace's Law. And, and it, just interesting, another uh, God non-coincidence, Tim, as I was testifying in Madison, which is the state capital, a couple of weeks ago for our business and for some legislation and and so I thought, well, since I'm in Madison, I'm going to see if I can get a, some of these legislators together and let's talk about a DNR law. Nobody wanted to meet with me. Nobody. What's the reason? They said, well, the hospitals have big lobbies and we want to see how your court case comes out. <laughs> yeah, well, of course. I mean, it's because the legislative system is also part of the Antichrist system. So we cannot trust these systems. There's only one person who we can trust, and that is our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Period. End of story. I mean, that's really what this has all led to. Uh, you know, Grace had a trust in God that was childlike, and you know, I'm I'm getting there slowly but surely to have that childlike faith, and that's that's where we all, that's where God wants us all. So then, last thing I'd like to say is, if people always want to know how can you help, the one thing that you can do very simply that would help us personally is go to Grace Shara S C H A R A dot com, and please. Sign up with your name and email if you already haven't. That's all we're asking. Put in your name and email because we're creating a database of people following our story so that as we need to uh, create some calls to action, uh, we have that way to contact you directly. So please do that. That's the one thing you could do to support us. I'd appreciate it very much. Thanks for having me, Tim. Amen. Absolutely. Absolutely. We'll do that. Um, And by the way, people can also check out ouramazinggrace.net. That is where a lot of this stuff is, is that Scott's talked about, including the medical murder series that he's got. Don't forget GraceShara.com. Also, uh, uh, Scott's page, Deprogramming with Grace's Dad on Rumble. Be sure to subscribe there. And then also, I just wanted to close out with this, because Scott was talking about this before. We made mention this before, uh, before, but 
when he was talking about they love death, they love death. That's what the scripture says, Proverbs 8, 36. But he that sinneth, that's they violate God's law. That's what sin is. Read 1 John. He that sinneth against me, that's God, wrongeth his own soul. All they that hate me love death. That's what they do. And what what does God put out? Scott has Scott said this during the thing uh, too. He gave to his covenant people. He laid out the covenant, Deuteronomy thirty nineteen, and he said this. And I've I've referenced this many times. I call heaven and earth to record this day against you that I have set before you life and death. Same thing was set forth in the garden. Same thing is set forth before us today. It's set before us life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life that both thou and thy seed may live. God is not looking to destroy you in death. He's called, he's had his hands out to the people, choose life, quit choosing death, and the people will not have it. They just say, nope, I love death. I'd rather have death. They're obsessed with death and whatever the way they can get it. Scott, we appreciate you very much. Hang on, I'll say goodbye to you off air. Guys, catch Bradley at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, sonsoflibertymedia.com. And then in the morning, we'll be back with you, Lord willing, 8 a.m., Kate Shimrani, live here from Florida. Talk to you then.